I'd like to say hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to those listening to the Car Stories podcast and those watching on the Car Story Peterson section YouTube site. I'd like to welcome the jovial Matt Farrer next to me. Hello! And Perhaps even good night. Well, that too. Maybe. Well, we could say that at the end, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, we're on another adventure today, heading out into the wilds of Southern California. The wild of Southern California. And this is a, a particularly wintry day in Southern California because we both woke up and it was almost sub 40 degree Fahrenheit morning. In California, 40 is very cold. Oh, it's incredibly cold. So as an added bonus today, thanks to uh, the very kind sir I've got on my left here, or your right if you're watching, uh, we have heated seats. Yes. RS2 uh, package is very important. <laughs> for, for, as we discussed prior to the broadcast, uh, for 30-year-olds plus. 30-plus RS2 wow. package is definitely the way to go. You must have it, yes. My Focus RS, the, one of the, the only you know, mandatory options I had to have was the heated seats for my, for my lady who likes the heated seats. And, and for Car Stories podcast hosts and YouTube hosts as well, That's like brilliant. the heated seats. Because what was the car that you were thinking of bringing today? I was going to bring my Mustang, but my Mustang, not only does it not have heated seats, it doesn't have heat. <laughs> it's no heat at all. And it was just, it was so cold. Exactly. 40 isn't cold until you don't have heat. Yeah. And then 40's real cold. Oh, 40's so. not that cold when you just have an 85 degree day yeah. two days before. And right. you're like, well, that's a bit of a swap in the difference there. So we're luxurious. Today. Yeah, shout out to all our friends and listeners in Chicago and North Dakota as well right. who have to deal right. with not just the 40s, but they deal with sometimes the minus 40s. Right. But we're luxurious. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. And uh, this is also our, our second time of trying to have you on the Car Stories podcast. You had some technical difficulties first time around. And we would, call them that. Yeah, and would you blame it totally on me? No, not uh, you. It was someone else. It wasn't you. No, it was me because it's we. It's we as a team failed to uh, bring the microphone. Having sufficiently dived on your sword. Exactly. You're absconded. Yes. I forgive you. Uh, but in that time, you were in a different car as well, Matt, and that was the... Wait, what? Was what? that my 911? Yes. Oh, okay. I forgot. It's because you have so many cars, I Matt. Forgot. No, I just... I, you know, it's, it's not that there's so many cars. It's just that, like, you, you never know from day to day. I just... You drive so much stuff, you can't. It's like between my cars and press cars and oh, it's fans a hard life. Cars. It's, it's, not, it's not that it's a hard life; it's just hard to keep the, it straight. It's the struggle is real. I feel it it's now. The sweat's remember. like bearding off the top of your brow. There for all this hard, hard work. Uh, no, it's not that. If I was on the witness stand and it was Mr. Farah, could you please tell me what vehicle you were driving on the date of December thirty-first? Uh, yes. No idea, Your Honor. Because I was celebrating New Year's Eve in style and being very productive, and I took a lift out or an Uber or I my friends drove. Don't know. Don't know what I was doing. Don't know, don't know what I was driving. So the 911. So I bought this 911 after driving. There's a guy named Lee Keen, mm -hmm. and he was a racing driver, and he still does some racing. But now his thing is building um, these Safari 911s. So 911 rally cars is basically the idea. It's got a mild lift. Uh, you know, big knobby tires, yep. and it's got some suspension stuff, and then it's got some rally styling touches, like the narrow mirrors and the the fog light pod and the skid plate. So essentially, you're just stuff. making it ideal for driving in Los Angeles during rush hour. Yeah, and other things like so. You know, for me, the perfect 911. 
you know, performance kind of street car would be a more modern GT3, right? Okay. Something that's a little faster. Sure. Um, you know, to, to, the, the limits are higher. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't see taking an, an 87 car and, you know, doing a mild uh, shock and damper upgrade and sticky tires and better brakes. I've driven so many cars that there's very little I could do to an 87 to blow me away with performance. Right? Sure. As anyone who drives a lot of modern cars, that would be the same sort of thing, right? Exactly. Because, funnily enough, modern cars are kind of powerful these days. Modern cars are very fast, and and it, the amount of work it takes to, to make an old car as fast as a modern car, which I've just learned with my Mustang, is... Unless it's a lot of work. En- unless you enjoy the, the art of the build, it's mm-hmm. not worth it. So... Yeah. I drove Lee's car. Lee has a, his own personal safari car, which I went out on the road and I went out on some trails and I drove his car. And it was everything I loved about 911s and more. Sure. And I immediately said to myself, when I can afford it, this is the thing that I want because it takes bumps really well. I mean, off-road, you could slide it. I mean, easy, you know, low-speed rooster tail oversteers. Yep. Um, and it rode really nicely. It was comfortable. It looked kind of cool and different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your handling limits are reduced a bit, but um, it could actually still get around the corner, all right. Yeah. And if you think about it, I had a I had a Ford Raptor that had the same tires, the BFG AT tires, mm-hmm. and the Raptor at six thousand pounds could pull 0.85 g on those tires. So sure. Imagine what a thirty one hundred pound nine eleven can do on those tires. It's yeah. Probably totally decent in the handling department. You so, assume so. Yeah. So so that's the plan. And we're going to go out to the desert and play. And we're going to drive it around Los Angeles because Los Angeles is sort of like off-roading. Uh, exactly. I mean, with the potholes you get sometimes occasionally. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have fun. And then the real, the fast stuff is for the... Do you want to hear some exhaust? Yeah, let's do some exhaust. Okay, ready? We're going to go third gear from 3,000. See, it sounds good. Pretty angry. Yeah, and what is the exhaust on this then? So this RS, I've done a full, the Mountune kit, which mm-hmm. I think they, they call it, I think, the 400R okay. kit. Okay, yep. Um, it's it's very straightforward, actually. It's an intake, uh, a cat-back exhaust, yep. um, an upgraded intercooler with uh, metal uh, end tanks and all that kind of stuff, a thicker intercooler. Yep. Um, and... Intake, exhaust, intercooler, uh, something called an up pipe, which is just a pipe, some metal pipe, and uh, and an ECU tune. And so with that on 91 octane fuel, Aventador, Yep. with 91 octane fuel, it makes 377 wheel horsepower and 455 wheel torque uh, at the World Motorsports Wind Tunnel Dyno in Torrance. And then, which isn't a bad thing, to, which obviously links into the sometimes, modern cars are quite fast. This car is very, very fast. I mean, it feels it, doing <laughs> yeah. that third, third gear pull. This car is really fast, and it's really, the handling is it's really exa- It's very nimble. Right, and what you, what you are not feeling is the harshness of the stock suspension. The stock suspension was very uh, bouncy and mm-hmm. pogo-y, yep. and it was too stiff, and it really drove me nuts. So I worked with KW 
to develop. They well, I didn't do anything. They developed. What you mean? You were everything I, about it. You were the it you in the white coat. The you got inspiration the... of me loudly complaining about the ride quality. Okay, there you go. Then inspired KW to develop an adaptive coilover setup for this, which is what I have now. Yep. So now you'll find that the car really rides beautifully. And if I'll go right now, I'm in regular. So now I'll go to track. Give it about a half a second. Now, now the shocks are in track, so I'll just go over these little bumps here and see how it's it's just a lot. It's a oh, lot it's, it stiffer. feels yeah, way feels, stiffer, right? Yep. And then we're gonna go. Now I'll just go back to normal, and there you go. Valves are turned, and now it feels like yeah. I think a car should feel. It does. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that they're kind of expensive. You know, and if you you add up all the crap on this car, and now I'm into like a fifty-two thousand dollar Ford Focus. Yeah, which sounds, uh, I mean, obviously it is a, in theory it is a lot of money. Yeah, but unless you're unless you're some crazy home engineer and building some crazy thing, if you want to go this fast, it costs fifty grand, no matter what you're buying. I mean, still, if you go back to the numbers, a three hundred and what is it, three hundred and how many? Three seventy-five horsepower. Oh, sorry. 377 wheel horsepower, yeah. 455 wheel torque. And now if you talk about that, I mean, that's still a very, very high horsepower, high torque car. It's pretty stout. Yeah. For 50, just over $50,000. Yes. And I'm told that if you, I haven't done it yet, but they have a race gas tune. Okay. And I'm told you can add a plus 50 to each number on race gas, well, which so, I believe. Yeah. Here, you want to, here we'll do it. I'll show you second gear. There you go. Here's a second gearer from 3,000 in second. I mean, pretty good, huh? Yeah, real good. And so, for people who don't know, can you tell us a bit, a little bit more about Mountain then? Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, uh, so, so I pronounce Mount, it. Mount Mountain. 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 You can say the, like the English Mountain. Yes. They they put a ch on it in England. Mm-hmm. Um, Mountain is um, they're not part of Ford. They're not a division of Ford, but they are the outfit that builds. Uh, most of Ford's rally cars yes. and most of Ford's racing engines. Uh, not the V8s, all Ford's four-cylinder racing engines. The European stuff we would yeah. like to say, folks. The rally, on. rally cross, mm-hmm. um, and I think they do the like Formula Ford engines too, don't they? they I believe so. They build open-wheel engines. Yeah. So um, the headquarters, headquarters for Mountain is in England, uh, but Mountain USA is right here in Los Angeles. And uh, they do a lot with the the Ford hatchbacks, the Focuses and Fiestas, and so um, it's actually very easy. They they did my install, they do my maintenance, they do they look after me down there, and uh, you can buy their parts at MountainUSA.com. There you go, nice little plug yeah, for them. Of they course. love that. Well, it's it's you know the, so far I've been very happy with the quality of the kit. You know, it's the car doesn't throw any codes. The car, you know, I did the. I'm making significantly more power than stock. Yes. Um, but I haven't had any, you know, head gasket issues that they're talking about. Um, some cars got the wrong head gaskets at the factory, which isn't ideal. Not ideal. It's a. It, it's. I mean, it's definitely, as you'd say in England, a bit of a cock up. Yes. Um, but I'll I'll defend Ford a little bit and say that an error in assembly is not nearly as egregious as an error in design. Okay. You know what Which I mean? Which seems very, very fair. Right. The, the, the solution that Ford is proposing for the head gasket issue is install correct head gasket. Like that's, a, that's actually the only issue. Yeah. The problem. So I had mine checked and mine is fine. Well, so. that's good. 
That's good. So, uh, yeah, there, there's some coolant passages that got that get blocked off if you install a Mustang head gasket on an RS. And at the factory, they look very, very similar. But and someone just picked the wrong box up and then put them in. Yeah, right? someone labeled the wrong box of head gaskets or picked up the wrong box of head gaskets. And, you know, a, one one box makes its way into production a and bunch then... of cars. And, you know, and because it's not one-to-one, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not like this box of head gaskets uh, will go into cars 50 through 99. It's like sure. that gets just gets kind of spread out and then the engines that they go in get spread out and then, you know, and then there's just no way to tell which cars got which head gaskets and, and whatnot. And so Ford did the math and realized we could probably make our customers happy by replacing all, all of, them. of them. Yeah, or offering this and, solution. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think I think they handled it as best it as could best be handled. As best it could be handled. Sure. I mean, obviously, everyone would like it done sooner and everything else under the sun, but yeah, you know, there's only yeah. so much you can do. Yeah. And overall, I mean, overall, aside from complaining about the ride quality, I haven't had any actual issues with this car. This car's been good, so I just got 10,500 10, miles. Yeah. Doing well. And how long's that over? I got years? it in July of. 16 so okay. it's yeah a year a year and a half yeah yeah which isn't too bad since you've got a as you just already talked about a fleet of cars yeah but but even more than that because i drive this the most of any of my cars even more than that is that i just 20 days on the road the yeah cars, the cars do a lot of sitting and uh, you also obviously have press vehicles that come at your possession yeah. as well and things yeah, like that yeah. today's my first day without a press car i have my my I had an Alpha Julia that was picked up uh, from my house yesterday, but it's my first day without a press car in three weeks. Oh so, my word! So like, what cars have you had in those three weeks? I had the uh, the, the Hellcat wide body mm-hmm. Challenger, which is hilarious fun. Yep. You know, it's definitely uh, a car a car without peers. Sure. You know, in all in any way, every way of, you can say that. You know. Uh, and then I had the Lotus Evora 410 Sport, okay. which was absolutely glorious. It was a wonderful car. Probably the best sports car on the mar- on the market that nobody's talking about. Did you have any issues with your feet in the foot placement with the, uh, the pedals the, where they're offset? No. The pedal box is narrow. Oh, it's... Because uh, when the last time I drove one a couple of years back, I had problems because it was like offset. No, oh, was the Evora or the Elise? Uh, I, I thought it was the uh, maybe it was the Exige, but I, I could have. I thought it was the Evora. Oh, but. I don't know. I, I did not have any issues. No. Okay. and I have pretty big feet, but I, I wear my Pumas when I drove that car rather than my clunky New Balances. Sure. Uh, and then I had the Julia uh, Quadrifoglio. Oh, okay. Which, um, which was cool. Uh, and I just I just did I think eighteen hundred miles in the Julia in a week. Oh, where'd you get to then? To San Francisco. Ah. I drove drove it up to San Francisco, explored their roads up there. Have you been in those roads? Yes. Skyline and all that? Yes. Oh my God, is that lovely. It is. That's How delightful is are those roads off of Skyline and over by Alice's and off the Nine? Like, wow, what a great three days of driving I had up there. There is. I like the ones out um, in the East Bay, which are a little bit quieter, over by... Um, the mountains over there. I haven't explored that over area. Diablo. Yet. Yeah, I gotta go check that area out. I did. I was all on the peninsula this mm-hmm. past trip, and it was nice, man. At 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, not yeah, much it gets better. Pretty, yeah, it's, it's. I had it all to myself, and uh, and uh, the the Julia um, is in particular. Oh boy, is, gy- <laughs> is Gyro's losing his mind? It's having some fun. Yeah. Um, 
the Julia in particular is a car that really needs to be driven fast. It's very unhappy when it's being driven slowly. Okay. And so, but it loves to go go quick. And so, because uh, it does have a lovely sound, I will say it's that. Got a car. lovely sound, and it and it responds well to hard driving, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't really like traffic jams so much. <laughs> no one really likes traffic jams so much. No, but honest. some cars deal with it better than others. Sure, it's, it's got, it's got, it's got a very sensitive throttle and it's got very sensitive brakes. And so okay. It's a little jerky in ah, traffic. Okay. But if you're going fast, you know, they the, don't notice the sharp throttle and the sharp brakes are are welcome things. You know? Sure. It's how how Italian is it to build a car that is sort of a unilaterally focused, you know, on one thing and and not particularly well rounded. That's very Italian. Incredibly Italian. Yeah. Um, so let's also talk about, with your having your press cars and everything, this week, which will be hopefully when this video goes up later this week, it was a time when the Smoking Tire web series. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Um, wait. Pause. Do you want to uh, we'll turn going. it at the next light? Or do yeah. you want to continue and make a write-up and Sonal? We can no, do that as well. we'll go up and then do an next U-turn. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the Smoking Tire YouTube series, you know, I've been doing these videos that I called One Takes, which are pretty much first impression videos, right? Yep. I have people bring out their cars and they're modified, they're, you know, fans. And so I've been, it's like anything that I haven't driven before is open season. So weird modified cars and stuff like that. But um, I want to do some other things. Yep. And I've done... The thing that made that those one takes what they were was I created this very simple format uh, that involves three types of shots, a walk around, a picture-in-picture -picture drive, and then a few drive-bys. And yep. I made a little video factory, basically, of like, just here's the format. And, you know, it worked because no matter if I was driving a $1,200 Honda or a $300,000 Ferrari, you get the same treatment. So sure. it's like the anti-favorites, you yeah. know. But you do the same thing 600 times. Yeah, so I was going to ask, how many videos did you do, end up doing out of the cars? Or how many different cars did you shoot over so the time, I've length? Made, I've made like a 1,000 videos total since 2006. Okay. But I did um, 600 of these one takes in three years. Which is a good number of videos. It's a lot of videos. It is a lot of content. It's a lot. And um, <clears throat> it's... You know, the, there's not a ton that goes into each one, but there's a lot of, you shoot them in groups, so it's a lot of scheduling and, uh, you know, participant management, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of, that's sort of the stuff that uh, that gets repetitive and that you're, you start looking for other stuff. And plus, like, you know, it's getting to drive a huge cross-section of, cars is neat yes know? i mean to show Fun. up to show up at the side of the road on, on some random tuesday morning and go all right well look there's a ferrari testarossa uh, a porsche 914 there's a toyota matrix uh and uh you know a, a, a srt jeep yep and you're gonna go dun 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 car to car to car and th what are what is this wonky variety that has appeared and so Getting to do that provides an experience that is truly unlike any other. However, um, all you're getting is a first impression. You know, it's an appetizer. Um, and at a certain point, you, I at least, you know, after many, many, many hundreds of videos, mm -hmm. went, 
you know, this is a lot more rewarding of a profession when I get to spend three or four days with a car. Sure. Or if I'm not spending three or four days with the car, I at least need to experience the car in a manner that truly befits the car. So driving it up and down a canyon road is a pretty good approximation of handling. But yep. like, you know, I got to drive, I keep going back to this example and I feel I feel a little bad bringing it up because the, the owner of the Lancia Stratos that I drove was, was such a nice person. Mm-hmm. Let me drive your million dollar Lancia Stratos. Like what a nice treat, you know? Yep. But the guy lived in Florida, and I flew to Florida to drive it. And when I got to Florida, I what I experienced was Florida. Sure. <laughs> a Lancia Stratos that is geared for the Monte Carlo Rally on Florida roads is not an experience that really befits that car. And so, and unfortunately, with the one takes, um, and again, not to pick on Mr. Campion who owns the Stratos because he was very nice about the whole thing. And sure. Not, his fault that there's no rally stages in Florida. It's but, unfortunate they couldn't put this snow down just for you. It's unfortunate, yeah. And, they, and those twisty alpine roads yeah. coming into the saying, south of France. You're saying they wouldn't put the car on a private plane and oh, ship it awful. to Monaco? You know, and you don't expect that people would do such things. But on, but at a certain point, you know, you have to say no. This experience is not the correct experience for this. And yeah. And therefore, I'm not going to do it just because to check off the box of video, you know, sure. to say, oh, I have now made a video of this car and I can I can check that column off. I don't know about you, but I'm a big list maker. And so Nothing I like wrong make, with lists. I like making a list and then checking them off. But if it's not a if it's not a quality experience, it, it won't translate in the video. Sure. You know? And then there's no growth. Right. Then it's just stagnant. Yeah. And so with that being the case and with that coming to an end, what are yeah. the new projects that you're working on Jesus. now? Obviously, well, let's start with the first one. Uh, last week, our viewers will have seen the lovely Cameron uh, and oh, his yeah. Beetle yeah. and the wonderful Jules, who obviously stole the show, and you were working with him on a watch podcast. Yeah. Did Jules come in the car with yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, that's... yeah. So she was on she either did. shoulder. So that's yeah. why she stole the show. Of course. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so me and Cameron have a new podcast about watches. Uh, called Watch and Listen. Yep. And it's available on iTunes, Android platforms, streaming. You can get it from our Shout Engine hosting site. And of sure. course, it's a video show. So it's youtube.com slash watch and listen podcast. Oh, that's a lot of words. It is. Anyway, um, we got a, we got, I did it right. I got the sponsor first. Hey, simple <laughs> that was, Rather than make a show and go, hopefully somebody will want to buy an ad on this, I went to Crown and Caliber, uh, which is a watch retail place, buy, sell, trade, whatever, um, out of Atlanta, but mostly online based. And I said, you know, Hey guys, they had been sponsoring me for watches to wear on Instagram. Actually, I have yep. Instagram watch sponsor, which is super, it's <laughs> really fun. So I said, you know, would you guys be interested in throwing down on this watch show with me and Cameron? And they were, you know, on board right away. All about it. Yeah. And so, um, it's nice to have them as a sponsor because it's not like having, you know, Rolex as a sponsor or something. It's just that they're a dealer. What do they care what we say about the watches? You know, sure. They just buy them and sell them. Yep. And uh, and also they send us but if these Rolex, packages. But if Rolex is listening, we'd happily take a couple of watches. <laughs> I know their representation. I would love for them to send us watches to, to show on sure. the show. Yeah, yeah, but... Well, I don't. I don't want their money, but um, well, I'll happily take their, take money their money and their yeah. watches, and I can happily show them like these in any future broadcast. Well, 
you got th- this is all con media. It's well, that's a different story. They represent Rolex. <laughs> they, they, that's the U.S. You I know. are Rolex's people. Well, maybe we'll just tris- keep twisting their arm. Yeah. We'll see. So anyway, um, you know, every couple weeks when we, we sit down to record. Crown and Caliber sends us like a beast box. Yeah, that's it's what I like heard of different watches. Granted, watches. Yeah, to have a look at and take through. Yeah, to show to show them on the show, and then we and then we send them back in an equally <clears throat> unmarked box. Sure, of course. But the uh, with but a little bit of insurance on there just to cover everything. They're insured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what is so funny about the show? I've I've learned so much from Cameron. He's such a good teacher when it comes to that sort of stuff, and he's a watchmaker, and he's worked at these company and, and the watch, and watches are also very nice they're beautiful so I have to plug those yeah, as well because Cameron's super nice guy I am a customer I bought a Weiss the first thing I did the first day I met Cameron I bought a watch sure um, and uh, so we're doing that and you know there's some crossover with cars it's not 100% crossover but I've been enjoying having Cameron teach me about watches and we're hopefully doing a whole, at least a whole year of them. So every week we've got a new show. Yeah. Uh, this week it's Crazy Complications. Oh, interesting. And then we're doing uh, Weird Escapements and, uh, oh, ma- Watch Maintenance is up next. And uh, what else? So Smoking Tire Podcast. Yep. That's continuing. Uh, and we may even move to two episodes per week. Okay. And then uh, I'm building a parking garage. Yes, which but sounds not very interesting. Any parking garage. Yep. I am building a, a collector car storage facility in Playa Vista, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of near Venice and Marina del Rey, uh, and also near LAX. And it's going to have storage for like 150 cars, uh, secure, climate controlled, crazy fire suppression system. Uh, you know all that stuff. It's not. Which you'll hopefully be, never get to find out how that crazy fire suppression system not. works. I hope not. But we're we have to design it. Yes. Actually, it's it's a really wild process. You okay. Have to, you have to hire a fire inspector to come work for you while you're designing the system to ensure that when it's done, it will actually pass the city's fire inspection. Sure. Because otherwise, you could have a very very expensive problem. Yeah, that'd be quite a, quite expensive, I yeah. imagine. And so um, the fire suppression system we're, bu- we're building is nuts. Yeah. Um, I have to, you know, I have to install my own fire hydrant. I have to pay for the city to install a fire hydrant. It'd be building. much better if you had to install it yourself. <laughs> yeah, and you myself. got to wear your fireman's hat and go out there in the onesie, but go like no shirt and be like, I'm doing this old style. Yeah. Just straight out there with a the calendar <laughs> shoot. No permit, just, no Exactly. Problem. Just do it myself. Well, they let me... Uh, they let me uh, use the excavator to tear down the old building. Oh, fun. They were like, ah, if you're, you're writing the checks, have fun. Go for it. What, are you, not, are you going to break something? <laughs> oh, they let me knock down. And they also probably like, well, if he does it, it's probably going to take a little bit longer so we can maybe bill out a few more hours on this. That's how we do it. it and they think like he's doing it. <laughs> and then he's paying for it. It's like, well, we should do this every time. Oh, no. I got to go look at my receipts. <laughs> I, I might have got taxed uh, look, on that. I'm just blow- Look, I don't want to blow these guys up. I'm sure they did a great job. You think they charge you for excavator lessons? Probably. That's it. <laughs> the permit, we have to put that wow. in there. The helmet that we gave them to wear. Buildings, when you have an excavator, buildings really go down like paper. Sure. I mean, there is... I mean, I don't know about heavy-duty stone stuff, but your standard drywall and wood construction... <sighs> Probably goes down pretty quick. Oh, they, they, had a, they tore down an entire 2,500-square-foot building in about 30 minutes. It was awesome. Yeah. So what's the... When's it expected to, like, finish up the building then? So and that's, then come like, through? a year. Okay. Yeah. 
We're looking at opening uh, probably spring 2019. But I have a... If anyone out there is interested in car storage, I have an email list going. I will not spam you if you're interested in getting in on this facility, which will be the only one of its kind in L.A., Matt at thesmokingtire.com and I'll sure. put you on the list. Perfect. And then also that, we can give you a little plug now with your other things. What if our listeners and viewers are wanting to find out more about you and your things that you've got going on? Uh, where the, should they head to? The easiest spot, the central uh, landing page is just thesmokingtire.com. That's yep. the easiest one. Uh, you can also follow me on all of the major social media platforms slash thesmokingtire. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, slash The Smoking Tire, Shout Engine, slash The Smoking Tire, um, the Watch and Listen podcast is available on iTunes, uh, which you can just search for it, uh, or also on YouTube, on Android, Jesus, you can, all over the place, really, you can all over the Look, place, I send you a list of links, hey, it works for us, <coughs> and then lastly, obviously you're a man with many talents and whatnot, what have you got looking forward to in the remainder of 2018? Oh my god, so many things, the first thing, I'm going to the Galapagos on Wednesday. Oh, that sounds like which fun. Which everyone who's ever been says it's, you know, the greatest. Yep. Uh, so I'm looking to hang out with some sea turtles. Sure. And some penguins and some weird lizards. Of course. All, all, all at the same time. That Those kind of things. I'm looking forward to that. Um, no, honestly, I'm looking forward to getting my safari build done. Yep. I'm going to play in the dirt. So where in the dirt are you going to take it? Then? <laughs> well, outside of L.A., we have a lot of great places. Because I've always wanted to go to Glamis, the dunes out there. Glamis is great, but it's it's far. Yeah. Glamis is like at the California, Arizona, Mexico intersection. It's mm-hmm. very, it's probably like a three, four hour drive from here. Sure. Um, near L.A., the best places are... Hungry Valley, yep, which is just north of LA, El Mirage, which is northeast, Jawbone Canyon, which is northeast, and then there's another place I don't want to say that Jeff Swart told me was his secret spot. Okay, we can't. But tell it's near California City. Okay. So basically, like seventy-five to hundred miles outside LA is really, really good desert style. Look at this. It's fun. That old ambulance Land Rover. How cool. Obviously incredibly um, reliable as well. Obviously broken. <laughs> no, no, it's just resting. <laughs> it's, it's just resting. It's just resting. And uh, so that, that that's that's sort of the thing. I think uh, Pebble Beach this year will be fun. And Yeah. Some, I'm doing some racing. You ever do any cheap racing? I try. You try? Yeah. In what, like Lemons and Chum? Well, no, I'm mostly traffic work. That's the cheapest kind. <laughs> My uh, wife yeah. always beats me, though, so I've stopped. <laughs> So what are the racing series are you going to be looking into? I uh, race with the road and track team in um, AER, American okay. Endurance Racing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an East Coast dominant series. Yep. So Mid-Ohio, Road Atlanta, Road America, Watkins Glen, New Jersey Motorsports Park, Autobahn, those kinds of tracks. Yep. And um, it, we race an NC Miata MX-5 Cup, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very fun. And I get to go out and race with my friends, and uh, it's... What, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I mean, like, Lemons and Chump Car are great fun as well. Um, the cars are real janky in Lemons, and they're medium janky in Chump. Yep. And they're a little bit nicer. Like, they have to look like they're not smashed up and super jacked up in AER. And so uh, it feels a little more like real racing, even though it's really just... You know, a yeah. notch up on cheap racing. Sure. But, <coughs> um, but that kind of stuff is fun. So we're doing we're doing four or five races this year. Well, 
What about you? What are you doing? Well, we've just got lots of things coming up with the Car Stories podcast. And then, obviously, we have now at the museum, we have the Porsche effect, which is in full swing. you got to come check that out. And I you're more than, wel- more than welcome to come. I can give you a quick tour around. I'd love to. And then I can tell you lots of things about the cars, and you can figure out which is truth and which isn't truth. Oh, is that a game you're doing? Yeah, yeah. It's usually It used to be like a 70-30 split, uh-huh. as in... 30% was truth, 70% was maybe a little stretch the truth, but uh-huh. now I'm going with a 90-10 rule. 90 is lies, or the other way around. Well, you have to figure it out. I, if you're going 90-10, I should be able to figure out what the dominant... Well, uh, you'll just have to see, and yeah, now you can okay. come back, and then we'll do the next uh, Car Stories podcast, and you can be like, oh, James. Sounds good. I see where it's going. But Sounds So that's good. what's happening in the mainstay, and then obviously we have our trips out throughout the year, as you mentioned. Uh, Pebble Beach should be quite interesting this year. Yeah, of course. Do you guys have a thing? I don't Do you know. Have a, a booth or a tent? Or I don't anything? know what's happening at the moment. Those are all they hide those from me at this point in time. Do you guys bring cars out? Occasionally, they'll have yeah. cars. You had to go on a different. Last year, it was the lowriders that we had. Oh, you had the lowriders at Pebble last year? Uh, it wasn't at Pebble, so we had them out at uh, all the other events. Oh, okay. So it was for the opening at the Jet Center. And then we had them out at a couple of other events. Does the Peterson own any of those lowriders? A couple of them it does, yeah. They're on permanent loan at the museum. Is there any way I could drive one for a half hour and bounce a little bit? We could see what we could try and... I just want to bounce hydraulics. We could try and figure that out for you. Oh, my God. Even if... I don't even really need to drive. If I can sit in the passenger seat and hit the switches, that would be enough. We could probably figure that out for you. I would love... I would go back to making videos i'd come out of retirement just for that just to hit the switches and drive on three wheels well we could probably maybe swing that for you so with that being oh, the case love that i'd wear a kooji sweater the whole deal oh, there you go so <laughs> i think when that is the perfect time for us to end then leaving out on the perfect high of matt bouncing off into the sunset on three wheels <laughs> down crenshaw <laughs> so thank you everyone for watching and listening And we look forward to having you listen and watch again next time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye.